Welcome back to another edition of the Queen City Roundup. I am Joey Kanji, and with me, as always, is the co-host Matthew Spaniolo. Matthew, I mean, I'm technically also a co-host. I'm not the host. We're both co-hosts. I was like, I was like, why do you have to be a co-host and I and I have to be a single host? That doesn't make any sense. No, we're both favoritism. I'm blurry. It's okay. Whoever listening to this, they don't give a shit about that. Anyway um yeah um weird weird week um, well before we get I into guess, the week that uh, was send wanna, us a follow on twitter and yeah, on instagram do that, do that fun stuff on, on twitter you can find us at q underscore city roundup and on instagram at queen city roundup it takes two seconds to follow us on both so listening to this podcast please go do that uh, we're almost at 100 Twitter followers. We need like what, like 26 more, 27 more, something we like that. Currently at seven. You need about 25 more. We're at 75. Hey, right, let's reach um, triple digits. So, um, I, yeah. So I, I we put we put up some polls uh, over the weekend, but we'll, uh, we'll we'll dive into those when the time is right. Uh, we got some uh, we got some some stuff and some chatter. To discuss uh but first before we started recording joey wanted to ask me a question so ask this question yes and, but wait before I, you ask it am i gonna like snarl at it you might okay all right go i i asked this question on twitter and i also asked it on my tiktok which you can go follow link is in my twitter bio where <laughs> you are why do i look so pale holy shit this is gonna be like the friggin running gag i look paler than i do so basically matthew's a vampire and i i've been i've gotten that before <laughs> when i like would have very short hair and like i'd shave and i'd just be a baby face people looked at me they thought i was like if i went outside i would probably burst into flames so yeah <laughs> so basically my question is like i said i asked it on my tiktok and i also asked it on twitter i got a lot more responses on on uh, twitter than i did on tiktok but you get dropped into an NHL game right now. Your line oh, mates okay. are prime Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid. And you are going up against last season's Detroit Red Wings. You're playing 25 minutes a night. What's your stat line? Ooh, uh, I'm going to be as nice as possible. And I'm going to say just two points. I'm gonna say are, two, are they two assists? They're going to be two like dump in assists, like Sadine esque, where they where they dump it in off the boards, uh, and it won't it won't be an icing call. So like I'll come like just out of my own, uh, just out of our own zone, kind of dump it back out, and then once it's out, then I would throw it back in. Part of that, and then I'll probably since Crosby and and or McDavid are both still incredibly fast. Crosby for 33 is still very fast. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, both of those are going to zoom, zoom all the way into the back of the net. And I'm assuming that it's Jimmy Howard in net or Jonathan Bernier, one of the two. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Now for me, this is how I'm seeing it. Some people said I was being a little too confident, but confidence, it's it's okay to be confident. I said, I'm going to get one goal and two secondary assists. Here's why. Oh, and also 10 penalty minutes because I would be terrible on defense and just be like hooking people left and right and like tripping people. Anyways. Um, I would say it was for be for like diving embellishments and stuff like that. 
No, I would never dive. Uh, <laughs> anyways, no, I'm I think, not saying intentionally. I'm saying like no, just because I'll be very yeah. easy to take down and they think I'm diving, probably. Yes. But like my reasoning is, I grew up playing hockey. I only ever played house league, but like I can do everything at like a pretty novice level, right? So I have that going for me i guess you could say i don't know really going for me is the right thing is the right word but when i have the puck the second it's on my stick i'm giving it to one of crosby or mcdavid so that's how i'm going to get my assists when the puck is not on my stick i'm parking my ass in front of the net and i'm kneel and block a few shots i'm parking my ass in front of the other team's net and the chances of a puck just bouncing off of me and going in at that point for 25 minutes sitting in front of the net i think i think it's pretty possible so yeah one goal two secondary assists fair even I though was, i'll I, be I taking say, oh wait no I'll, I'll take that back i'll say three points i'll give myself a goal but it's the empty netter to clear like i would just blast no it. you have to work kind of hard for empty netter you have to like outskate people and stuff so okay then well i mean like that's how not, i see empty not netters. always because like there are some times True. that people will like dump it and it'll go into their into the net if Pecorino yeah. can score an empty net goal, I think I can. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I guess since uh, since you opened with that question, we'll dive into hockey right away. Um, injuries, they happen. Um, considering... oh, is there a half dozen so, of key so players as injured? Of, as of right now, if I um, find the uh the, t- the tweet it's somewhere joey also tweeted about something um I tweeted about a lot of stuff you did um but uh obviously we found out near the end of or before the end of the game before the beginning of the game there we go jesus okay there you go got your screw up out of the way sweet lord man i can't speak english i i, I honestly feel like I don't even know what I even have that hits me. Um, but anyway, so uh, basically in a nutshell, uh, the uh, somebody put up a list of all of the injuries that the Leafs have had uh, within the last like two-ish weeks. And like, it was crazy. Um, so uh, Wayne Simmons is out at that point for six weeks, probably another four uh, month or so. Uh, Thornton is out for however many days. We don't know. Campbell's still a week away. Hyman is probably going to be out for maybe another game or two. Muzzin's out long-term. Sandine is out long-term. I don't think Muzzin is long-term. Well, like, the thing is, is that, like, he need, I, don't, I think he needs to have, like, surgery or something on his face, and then... Well, he can come uh, back with a facial. I thought it was, like, day-to-day, like day day, I thought. I don't think they rush him back. I think you look at that record. I mean, you look how... how comfortably they're sitting in first place exactly so that's like, what they're gonna be like okay like if we and and the thing is is that they've they've prepped for this like they have so many players that could play the left and the right and like defensively they have too many options to play on the left which is a good thing now the only bad thing is that uh we are one injury away from the martin marinchen reoccurrence i do not want that i i very much do not want that nothing against you think uh, lilligren is Ahead of him or Rosen. Well, like I'm talking about the the left side, not. The oh, left. true. So oh God. I think if there is an injury, okay, I don't want to jinx this. I'm probably just knock on your desk. Touch wood. So there, I just did that. Um. So if if the least were to lose somebody on the right, 
they have somebody they, like they, their, their best odds, I think, is they move Dermot to the right before they call up Lilligren. Um, Cause I know they said they wanted to do that. Dude, their taxi squad only has three players left. That's crazy. And one of them's Galchenyuk, no? Or yes, one is Galchenyuk. And, and I don't know. Um, I guess we'll dive into last night's game because it was, I don't know how I feel. I don't know how I feel because I don't um, care yeah. about that game at all. It's just, okay. So, that, so I guess we have two different opinions. Cause I look at that game. And I'm like, Oh, they got goalie. What else is new? They got goalie. They're missing half dozen key players. So, um, and, and they were fine off. I don't think they necessarily played bad. And also, like they I'm, just got goalie. I'm going to go ahead and say February 22nd for uh, from last year going for every year from now on. The Leafs are not allowed to win on that day ever again uh, because – and I don't want to bring this up. I'm only going to bring this up once and that's it. Once and that's it. Once and that's it. Uh, because it was it was like, what, our second episode? We did the David Ayers game? It was our first. Yeah, our first – our one-year anniversary was the week after that game. I think it was the – Friday. It was the Thursday or Wednesday. I don't remember what it was. One of those days. It doesn't matter. Where we filmed about a now 43 year old Zamboni driver who works for the Toronto Marlies beating the Leafs in a Saturday night hockey night in Canada game. But enough about that. That's 2020. We don't bring up 2020 ever again. I don't think anybody wants to. Um, I think going into last night, once I saw Hutch was starting, I was like, okay, if I lose, I won't be too upset about it. Holy shit! This team can't buy a goal, man. They got goalie. Like it's it, it doesn't really need more analysis than that. Two two questions. One, are the Leafs just doomed against David Ritter or because like big save every, Dave? Yeah, like and this is but like and the thing is is like if you look against Calgary for the last couple of years, like this is obviously like in like twenty sixteen on. This is like when they had like Brian Elliott. And like Jonas Hiller, I forgot. I forgot Jonas Hiller. I completely Uh, forgot about Jonas Hiller being in a Flames jersey and Brian Elliott. Uh, Chad Johnson, that's a name. Uh, Chad Johnson, the NFL wide receiver. No, Chad Johnson, the NHL backup goalie Mm. who got overpaid in Calgary and kind of stunk. But ah, so a goalie had a. So what you're saying is, a goalie had had a hot stretch, and then a, a Canadian team. Uh, gave him a big contract. Never heard of that before. Oh no, I I would never know of that anyway. Um, I mean, I find that the Alberta teams just do that more often than not. But I digress. Koskinen. Um, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what were you talking about? Were you? That's, talking that's about? what I was talking about. Oh, okay, I was like, okay, good. We're on the same page here. <laughs> I mean, like, it wasn't an overpay. It was one point seven. Uh, but like, considering the fact that he was making that money. And his highest, his best season was 27 games as a backup for the Bruins. Okay, no, wait. I take it back. He had 45 games with with Buffalo in 15-16. He had a 9-20, but then he dropped to a 9-10, and he just was not good after that. Um, but anyway, so, like, you had all the Chad Johnsons, the Mike Smiths of the world, which, like, I don't know what it is, but Mike Smith always played good against the Leafs, no matter what team he was on. Any uh, – any- any mediocre goalie has the games of their careers against the Leafs. Alexander Gorgiev is one of them. David Riddick yeah. is one of them. Um, um, there's another one that I'm thinking of off the top of my head. I can't remember. Um, give me a team name. 
I was going to say uh, Michael Neuwirth when he was on the uh, the Islanders was one that kind of came to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another one that I thought of. Uh, I'd argue any of the Penguins goalies not named Mark Andre Fleury at the time. Uh, like Tristan Jari. Yeah. <laughs> even even though the Leafs have always played Fleury at least decently well. Um, anyone on the Philadelphia Flyers like the Steve Masons. Uh, I don't know why we're going down a goalie uh, goalie well. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the thing is, is like Hutch play like okay, he two goals were his fault in my opinion. Um, the the, the first Mon- one was bad. The first one was bad. You should have had that one. Um, and you know the second or uh, the third goal was bad. The second one a tip in. You can't really you can't really save that just because tip ins they can bounce all over the place. Um, I think to me. What really pissed me off, besides obviously going 0 for 7 on the power play and getting shut out, um, but I think this team was due for that. Um, there was a there was a stat, or there wasn't a stat. There was there was, I was listening to uh, another podcast that I want to shout out, the Staff and Graph podcast. Great show. Uh, great show. Shout out Rachel Dory and Mike Stevens. I'd love to talk to them one day. Um, but uh, due to Rachel Dory not being able to make it, Ian Graf, who is also a great Twitter follow if you're a Leaf fan. Uh, took over and they made a very dicey uh, a dicey trade uh, regarding the Leaf defender. Oh no. And Do I want to know have your take on it. Do you think that after this year the Leafs trade Morgan Riley? Or at least they entertain with the idea of floating him around? I don't think like, they actively shop him, but I think they listen to offers. Right. See, because the thing is with that I find with Riley is he's been atrocious this year in his own end. Yeah. And but like when he's on the attacking blue line and moving forward, I think he's one of the best defensemen in the league. But yeah, in his own end, it's just not not it. Like I think they're the thing is though, I feel like he brings so much more to this team than like what he does on the ice. Like like in in like the locker room and, and stuff like that, he's become like such a big part of this team, and he's part of like the leadership core and all that, which does mean something. Like a lot of people just like to sweep that under the rug, but I do think that means something, and it will be hard to replace someone like that unless they go out and sign a Dougie Hamilton in free agency, which is I I honestly don't think that this team has the cap room to get a Dougie Hamilton, and I think like. No, as you make as, you make room for Dougie Hamilton. But here's the thing, though, and like I don't want to sound like a like a Debbie Downer, but like I don't want to be the team that just buys themselves to to victory. You know, like you want to have like some guys at least develop. Like you don't want to be like uh, the Dallas have, Cowboys. All their I mean, team they, is homegrown talent. All their whole core is, other than Tavares. I mean, I like Kerfoot isn't. Uh, no, but if you look at their core players, Matthews, Marner, Nylander. That's true. Uh, and Riley technically is part of that mold. And yeah. That mold. Um, so, like, I mean, there are pieces there, but, like, the thing is... And like, also, I don't care how much how much money they spent to get a team. <laughs> Stanley Cup's a Stanley Cup. Who cares? I don't think that there's... And from what I'm understanding uh, from reading Elliot Freeman's 31 Thoughts, another... I'm just shouting at everybody. Um, but Friedman said, like, you know, no one's going to be spending in this offseason because 
of the amount of money that teams are losing because, and the league is losing because of the Well, pandemic. the Leafs are one of those teams that are able to still spend money, so. Yes, but you also need to think like, you know, what the offers are going to be. and how Who's coming off the books for the Leafs after this um, season? Glad you asked. Uh, so the following players. That Simmons, Thornton, I know all those one-year players. Do you want players that are on the roster only or in general? Um, I'll do on the, on the roster yeah. only just for time. Uh, I'll count taxi squad for you. So uh, Hyman, Barabanov, VC, Spezza, Thornton, Boyd, Pagosian, Lettinen, uh, Freddie, uh, Simmons, Galch, Sabarin, and Marty Marincin. Many of those players aren't going to be back next year. I can tell you that. Well, here's here's what I will say. Anderson is not be going to be back next year. Um, oh man! See, the thing is, Anderson's not going to be back next year. No, but here's here, here's my here's my rationale behind it. Okay, I don't do I think he'll come back. I don't think so because I think once Jack Campbell's healthy, I think they might ride him uh, and probably Hutch uh, if Freddie's you know not going to come back next year. Um, no, to, no, to me, it'll think, be it'll be Anderson and Campbell this year, and next year they get they get it's it's going to well, be a well, tandem so, like a one A one B. Here's what I, here's what I will say: if Freddie hits the open market, he's not going to make five million dollars again. Like if he does, the most he will make is five point five. He will not make higher than that because number one, the market on goalies have soured because of so many goalies making more money than their production shows shows random graphic of Perry Price and Sergey Bobrovsky on my left and right shoulders. Um, and even like goalies that are still the same caliber, like I think Freddie's still probably a top 15 goalie in the league, probably top 10 when he is on his game. Um, there's like two different thing, Freddies though. There's top 10 goalie Freddie, yeah, and then and there's, there's bottom three goalie Freddie. <laughs> I think like and, and and what was funny was I was looking back at his uh, his time and with the Ducks, and I was looking at a lot of those games, especially in the playoffs. And I don't know, like I don't know if maybe it's just he's really burnt out and like he hasn't had a good defensive team around him because like he didn't have good defensive teams at Anaheim. Like okay, you had Hampus Lindholm, great. You had Cam Fowler before he started to look like an anchor on skates. Who else did they have? Like Francois Beauchemin, like post good Francois Beauchemin. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. They didn't have anybody legitimately, and I'm probably gonna get a lot of flack mm-hmm. for it, but like they were. Well, see, they, Cam Fowler was was there, but yeah, right. I, I said I said Fowler, I said Lindholm, I said Beauchemin. Mm-hmm. Who else was on that team? Like, you know, if you look the at the tail like, end of of the of Niedermeyer. <laughs> no, he was long gone. Was he? That. Yeah. When did he start with? I don't even remember when he started with Anaheim. Um, are you looking at uh, Scott? Anyways, or... anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Scott Unimar last played in uh, 09 10. Okay, yeah, Anderson wasn't even so, drafted uh, yet. Yeah, I don't know where you're going. And uh, if you're looking at. Uh, I don't remember when they retired. I just. <laughs> yeah, but like the thing is, is like with, with Freddie, I don't think, like, like, to me, I think if you're Dubis. You go to both Freddie and Hyman, who are your two big guys, because Simmons, Simmons, all the old guys, and by old guys, I really mean everybody 30 plus. And I know Freddie's 30 plus, but he doesn't count. Everyone 30, 33 and over, because Simmons is going to turn 33. Uh, they're basically going to look at Kyle and they're like, can I, can I stay? 
and I will probably be like, sure, but you'll have to take this money. And they'll be like, I could see I of those stay. of those people. Well, I could only the see two oldest will stay. The two oldest will stay. I don't know about Simmons. I think I think Simmons will. I have a feeling this is Thornton's last go around. And no, no. And I also think this is Spezza's last go around. I think Simmons for sure will be back because he's already home, right? I don't see him going I honestly anywhere think- else. And I think Spezza is done after this year. And Thornton might potentially be done after well, this I year. Well, I mean, like both guys, I mean, like obviously when they're healthy, like they've been producing pretty well. I think like Thornton, obviously, like mm-hmm. as we've seen, uh, the injuries are just like really – you know, we don't know what's going to happen because, like, we're told it's not rib related. So I'm assuming it's probably something involving his legs. Uh, to me, I think it's probably one of those things where they're doing wear and tear on the two older guys, uh, and they just kind of don't want to say it. Kind of like mm-hmm. load management with uh, with Kawhi here uh, with the Raptors a couple years ago. Uh, I mean, MLSE knows that model more than anybody else. It led the Raptors to a championship, right? Exactly. And that's, I think, what they may, they may figure. And, like, it shouldn't come as a surprise. Like, we should know, like, okay, these guys are going to take – they're, they're going to have nights off. If you, if you thought for a second that the Leafs signed Thornton, who's going to play all 56 games this season, then you – I don't – get your head out of your ass. Yeah, like, and the thing is, is, like, for guys like that, you have to sit them because their body needs more wear and tear. Their body needs more, uh, you know, obviously some R&R and your body needs more. And also you need something mentally because like, you know, uh, what we didn't know actually was, uh, I mean, like, like, Thornton's, like there are still a lot of players on this team that like, you know, I don't know what they are mentally. Um, and I think that they are going to have some nights where, we're going to see some guys kind of like get benched and just not play. Um, I don't mean to sound the alarm on this one because I'm such a fan of this guy, but I honestly don't, I wouldn't doubt it if Nylander gets sat a game. No, he won't. That, that won't happen. I, he won't, but like, I won't rule it out because I mean, and I, like, I hate to I, I'll, I'll rule it out. It's not going to happen. He's too important to this team, to this team's success. Like he, he's one of those players who just needs a kick in the ass every once in a while. And he's so fine. you're telling you're you're telling me that uh you know you'd rather have like a close to seven million dollar player in the lineup instead of having a nine million dollar player who signed a exorbitant contract and is a healthy scratch in back-to-back games. You wouldn't you wouldn't want that. Are we talking about um uh, Jeff Skinner? I'm absolutely talking about Jeff Skinner. And I'm also talking about the fact that like, (laughs) it's funny you say that because I saw a tweet today of a Sabres fan saying Skinner's better than Needlander. I'm hoping it's just Uh, a troll job. I would like to also point out one of my tweets that nobody read last night, but to be fair, it was a, uh, or it was before the game. I said that Jeff Skinner makes more money than Leon Dreisaitl and Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. And he is healthy scratch. He had one. Well, how many goals did he score in this contract year? Scored 40. 40 goal season. He's just going to ride that the rest of his career. Yeah. It's like the the most, like, I think, like, the other comparable I remember was, I think it was, was it Jonathan? He's not Chichu? even 30 yet, is he? I think he just turned 30. I don't even think uh, Jonathan Chichu, um, like, made that much money, though. He had, like, those seasons, but I thought, like, he had, like, pretty team friendly deals. So Jeff Skinner's 28. 
this is this is a guy who should be like in the middle of his prime. Um, true. Okay. Um, so let's go, let's go. I want to go to two polls that we put up on our Twitter account. Which well, well, hold on, hold on. Let me let me. Okay. Well, I don't think we really someone. we really fully answered the question. Um, about if about which? Riley going back to Morgan Riley, we kind of geared okay. off track a bit. Okay. Like I said, I think that I don't think the that Dubis will be actively shopping him because I do think he really likes Morgan Riley. I do think that the club values him as part of the leadership core. And it's nice to have the offense coming from the back end. Uh, Like I have a feeling that if you lose Morgan Riley and don't replace him, you're going to miss having that in, you're going to miss having that in the lineup. So they're not going to do a trade unless they are very confident they can sign a free agent or they're getting another good, like offensive minded defenseman coming back the other way. Like who can right. eat up those minutes and kind of like play a similar style to Morgan Riley, but more be, but be more responsible in the defensive end. I, so I think that they're just going to be listening into offers, but I don't think they'll be actively shopping him. Right. I mean, Oh my God. Um, I think to be completely honest, like with looking at what's going on uh, and someone asked me this earlier in my program and it's like, is this the Leafs all in year? And I'm like, yeah, basically. And he's like, you don't win. You're going to have to blow it up. And immediately I was was like, first of all, no, you don't. But then I thought about it and I'm like, well, blow it up is such a vague. This uh, is not their all in year, especially when you have their big, you have their, their big players signed for another three years at minimum after this. It's a really vague description because, you know, blow it up is very much what teams don't want to do. And I don't think this team wants to do that yet. I think You're not going to blow it up when you still have Matthews for another three years, Marner for another. Um, what is like, it? Are they gonna- you have Marner for another um, how many years after this? Um, he signed a seven-year well, deal. Marner is, is up in uh, 2024, 2025. Okay, yeah, so, so you got still got five years. Still got five more years of him, and you still got three more years of Nylander, and you got a lot of other guys coming up. Like, there's no need to blow it up. There's, there's not their going. They're all in here. We'll be in Matthews and Nylander's final year because just in case you lose them, but I don't think, I don't think you lose Matthews. Yeah, I think like, Here's what I'll say. Do Who's they, Matthew's going to go Arizona? See that article? That, that, Arizona looks like such a bush league. Arizona's uh, not going to be in the league by the time Matthews is a free agent, so can calm down about that. <laughs> you won't have to worry about him going anywhere if there's no Arizona to take him. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, they trade a core player before they, they blow it up. I think – I think. I mean, like, I think it's Riley that they trade if they're going to trade anybody. I was going to say, like, because, like, the thing is, is, like, you look at players, like, like with Washington, right? Like, when the Caps won the Cup the year after, like, they let Alsner walk and then signed that lovely contract with Montreal, which... uh, Was it a lovely contract? uh, (laughs) I mean, it was for me. I laughed at it quite a bit. Do you not remember that contract? That contract that no, was I do, so I do. I said, I said it was lovely for me because I laughed at it. Four six, four six two five. Uh, or no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Four six two five for five years. He played literally like one. He played one full year, 
and then between two years played a total of 13 games in uh, the pro level and the majority of time playing in the AHL. So money well spent. Uh, we didn't forget about no, we did not forget about the defense. We we spent our defense pretty decently. Don't be in Cody Cece, or we didn't pay. We didn't want him. We just took him. We felt bad. Also, Dang. I, it, it was either it was either one year of CC at that cap hit, or another five years of uh, Zaitsev at that cap hit. Was Zaitsev having a good season? He's leading the team in the fifth. Well, I mean the Sens are bad, so your argument is invalid. Um, oh God, I can't believe I can't believe I'm saying this, but but I think Bogosian is a better 22 wearing the Toronto Maple Leafs than Zaitsev ever was. And this is after he had an abysmal two first two games to start the season. Exactly. Um, okay, so uh, let's go to the two polls that we made because uh, I want to. I want to. Did you look at the final results or no? I didn't. You can surprise me with them. Okay. Um, so actually, we'll start with the. Actually, we'll, we'll save the Raptors one because you made that one. And I made the other two. So uh, this was the Saturday night poll that I posted, and uh, it's it's got well, I mean like. It'll be done by the time our our hour of recording is up. Um, but it asks, I well, we asked who would look the best in uh, in elite uniform, and this is after apparently the uh, Preds have made it known that they are willing to move on from several players, uh, including the players that I put. Uh, Freeman only really mentioned two. Oh, actually, no, he mentioned three. Uh, and the three that he mentioned were Philip Forsberg, surprisingly, Dante Fabro, and Matias Ekholm. And I threw Victor Arvidsson in there because I feel like that's a player that the Leafs just are dying to get. Uh, and the I know old, Dubis is a fan of his. Yeah, like he thought that Janssen would kind of be like a Victor Arvidsson-like player, mm-hmm. I remember. Um, and the obviously, this one's not really surprising. Uh 42, about 43% of the vote uh, going towards Forsberg. I think that makes sense. That's what because, I'd say. Because that's a legit top six winger for boys. Yep. I, I like Forsberg. Um, but wouldn't, I don't know. Are they happy with um, that Robertson is able to just play in the AHL for this year and kind of learn the systems and learn learn like the Leafs way of doing things for this season or is he someone that you can like call up and put into your top six and then I think that they kind of solves the issue if they lose another if they lose to Calgary on Saturday then I think that they look at maybe doing that because he's waivers exempt and I think that they, I think they really need to look at like uh how many games like say Hyman or or Orton would miss before they make that decision. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably what it's going to be. Um, as far as where he plays, I don't think he goes in the top six right away. Right. You think he starts on the third line? I don't know. I feel like putting him in the in the top six is putting him in a in a situation to succeed, and that's why you would want to start him, right? You don't want to put him in a situation where he might not succeed at all. True. 
So, and uh, what was the other? Oh, tell oh, me the other poll. So, um, I uh, I made this poll because I was like, why not? And I think it's a it's a legitimate one that I wanted to know, uh, especially when when bringing up our our old buddy, uh, our old buddy Steve Simmons. So, I put a poll. Says, using the term you... buddy there pretty loosely. Um, but anyway, so the, the, the poll question was, who do we fans slash the Toronto media hate more? Three options were William Nylander, Phil Kessel, and Dion Phaneuf. Out of 20 votes, 40 said Dion Phaneuf, 35 said William Nylander, and 25 said Phil Kessel, which is kind of surprising. I thought Kessel would have done, be- uh, done better in terms of like – contributing hate because everybody always used to be like, oh, he's so lazy. He likes eating hot dogs outside of outside of the, the ACC. Like, you just think of, like, the friggin' you know, the hot dog stand at the Sky Dome. That's literally just, like, where he lives. Oh, yeah, the one that just, the, the like, one that everybody just knows that's in front of the Rogers Center. Exactly. Um, thoughts on that. And first of all, you knew I posted this one. You just didn't. Oh, you just didn't see the final results. Oh, no, I see, I see, I see, I see. I didn't see the final results. Uh, are you surprised? Who won it again? It was. It was Captain Dion, with forty percent of the vote. He beat he beat William Elander by only five percent. It was a close. Presidential no, that doesn't surprise race. me. That doesn't surprise me at all. Like, he was the captain or whatever, if enough. But um, he had some of his worst years of his career here. And, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, you always need a scapegoat. And it definitely was enough for those years. Yeah, I think that's probably. It was enough and Kessel, but they were also on, like, really bad teams, too. So I don't yeah. know what else, like, what the media really expected them to do. The old school drama media. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of scapegoats. Uh-oh. Have you heard of uh, Leafs Twitter's latest uh, latest target man? My lead on this. Wait. Now everyone is going after uh, um, another captain, uh, John Tavares. Oh, I, I, I was like, wait, what? And then you were like, oh yeah. Um... Can we put a? Can we just like stick a needle in this and just? pop it and just put put an end to it this is this is this is ridiculous first of all this <laughs> this fan base does not know how to take a loss you lost a game where you're missing a half dozen players that you could have used in this game and you didn't really play poorly you just got goalied shit happens you're not gonna win all 56 games of the year if <laughs> as much as you want to it's not gonna happen but they always need to find somebody to pin it on and they are going to pin it on John Tavares, who has 17 points in the first 20 games this season. I will admit, JT has has not looked his best so far this season, but he's also shooting at a shooting percentage lower than his career average. So he's going to – he's just snake-bitten right now, especially five-on-five. Five-on-five five is – his shooting percentage is brutal. It's like, it's like under 5%. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> which yeah. is 
which is terrible. But like, oh my god, I've seen so much garbage today on Twitter. It is absolutely ridiculous. It's <laughs> like, why must we do this every time? Like, you're not gonna win every game. A loss happens sometimes. You don't gotta find someone to pin it on, especially John Tavares, who has come here. He's played 165 games, has 79, 79 points, 86. No, sorry. 165 points in 165 games as a Leaf. Which is what he has done throughout his entire career. What else do you want him to do? I don't understand it with this team. Like, yeah, I have some, like the, if you just search John Tafars right now on Twitter, it is it is ridiculous. Want me to just read a couple? I kind of want to read for myself, so that's why I'm I'm reading. Do I have to go to my top ones? Um, yeah, but this is all the top ones. Uh, all mm-hmm. uh, um, um, it 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 it's terrible. One guy, a lot of people one... are saying we should have never even signed this contract. We should have used the money yeah. for someone else. I'll tell I... you what, the, this team is a lot worse without John Tavares than it is with John Tavares, no matter how no matter how poorly John Tavares is. I saw somebody suggest that that they put Kerfoot up in the lineup over John Tavares. No, very much no. Sir, I think I like Kerfoot. He's not better than James. No. No, not even close. You know how many teams would kill to have John Tavares as their top line center? He's our number two. Everyone needs to shut arms? up. Yes, that's one of the teams that could use that could use a top line center, actually. Oh, I mean, I mean, um, Barzal's Barz, Barzal's a center. He's pretty good. But I'm sure if they still had him, they wouldn't care as much about Barzal. Oh my God, this is. Oh God. Marner had half a year off last year, and everyone wanted to trade him. Now everyone wants to trade Tavares. People are saying we shouldn't even signed him to that contract. We should have just. Use that money for elsewhere. I should have got a defenseman with that money. Well, guess what? Now we have John Tavares and a pretty damn good defensive unit too. You're uh, you're really letting fly today, bud. It's just so stupid. Like I can't even go on Twitter after a loss anymore because it's just like you know that that scene in in Community. When I have not I have not seen Community. Anyways, it's it's a pretty popular GIF. Um. It's basically the real life rendition of that this is fine meme, except it's not oh, fine. I tweeted out that this is fine meme. My, yeah. my favorite. Oh, no, basically, Troy in, in uh, the movie walks into a room and there's just a fire and people like going into pure chaos into this room and he just walks in and doesn't know what's going on. That's, that's Leaf's Twitter after every single loss. And it's so exhausting. This fan base. A, lo- a win means nothing, and a loss is the end of the world. Yep. Even when we win, there's arguments going on about, oh, yeah, but but I don't think they played that good either. Look at the standings. Who gives a fuck? This is why I'm saying, like, guys, if you are ever complaining about your significant others, you know, your girlfriends, your wives, you know, your, you know, chicks that you're seeing, whatever, uh, can I just go ahead and point out that uh, if you're in a toxic relationship with this team, that you'll still feel better with that person? Like, I honestly, like, again, I didn't start really, really diving into it until I was about 14 years old. Uh, and I was wondering why this team was bad. And then as I got older, I'm like, 
wow, this team actually isn't bad. And then they still find ways to just go and just rip your heart into, like, literally it's the equivalent of, you know, like when you, uh, when you put the ketchup packets or the hot sauce packets and then you just go back and you smash it with your fist mm-hmm. and then you just get ketchup all over your face. That's what this team is. This team is you expecting something nice and then you just get ketchup and egg on your face. Here's a tweet. Don't know if I can handle John Tavares for five more years at 11 million per. If I were the Leafs, I would look at trading him. Exclamation point. Um, the John Tavares signing was bad. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. It very much was not bad. It was a fantastic signing. Where would this team be right now without John Tavares? Um, first of all, they still have Nassim Kadri. That's my opinion. Um, who would you rather all, have? Who I, I know how much everyone loves Kadri. I really like Nazim Kadri. Who would you rather have, John Tavares or Kadri? I'd rather have John Tavares. Exactly. And, also, and you know what's good also, about John Tavares? He's not going to get himself suspended in the playoffs. You also forget that both that uh, Tavares went ahead of mm-hmm. uh, of Kadri in that draft. By the way, just thought I'd let that be known. Um, there's a reason why, because you know that Tavares had a higher skill set. And also, like, still, and, like, the, the argument that I that I still believe, you look at the top two center depth, like, in, in, the, in the league, who comes close? Like, okay, I know the, the obvious... If you look at top is, two, if you look at top two centers, like, based on, like, depth only, charts... There's only one. There's only one that comes to mind. You have Matthews Tavares on the Leafs, and then there's McDavid Dreisaitl on the Oilers. But the thing is, is that they they literally don't even put McDay or Dryside all the time at center. They put him sometimes. He's at left wing sometimes. Exactly. So like, if you're talking about true like one two centers, the only compare the only two comparables I see, and and the two is very loose. The one is definitive, and that's Crosby Malkin, because that's that's official. They're established. They've won three Stanley Cups. That makes sense. They won three Stanley Cups. They're both on the wrong side of 30, but they're still at, playing at an elite level, both of them. Mm, Crosby more so than Malkin. But... Crosby more than Malkin, but still. yeah, I'd and take also, Malkin more than over a lot more NHL players. The only – and then, like, the only other, like, one-two punch that I would argue is close would be probably in Tampa with Point and Stamkos. But the problem is that they're putting Stamkos and Point. Like, you could put either of them on the wing. If you're yeah. talking – well, true centers, like the like one that's maybe close but not is like uh, Backstrom and Kuznetsov with the caps. But those mm-hmm. are like probably three. I'd probably go like Crosby Malkin are still one, Matthews and Tavares are two, and then you put um, uh, Kuznetsov, Backstrom at three. But you want something funny? Do you remember uh, in 2015? when everyone was saying that Evgeny Malkin was going to leave Pittsburgh and then they turned it around and won Stanley Cups. Yeah. Back, by the way. Hmm. Don't you think that happens here? Like, once they officially say, like, oh, Tavares is going to get... Like, you know what? Tavares is not going to get traded. First okay. of all, no one's going to trade for an $11 million contract. Second oh, of all, the Leafs, the Leafs cannot make themselves better by trading away a John Tavares. I don't care what there how much his cap hit is does he help you in the playoffs having John Tavares will help you in the playoffs more than any other player would that you would potentially trade him for 
I don't care what what the hell your your package is going back the other way. It's not going to make you better. Right. I think to me, if I am uh, a member of the least PR team, or if I'm like an advisor to do this or an assistant GM, you know what I just say just for shits and giggles? Throw every rumor under the sun. Yeah, we're going to take John Savars' captain C off. If we're going to go out and trade William Nylander for that top four defenseman that no one really wants at Colton Pareko, like, be careful sure, what we'll you do, say. I, <laughs> people will we'll do, be careful what you say about William Nylander. <laughs> well, first of all, if you first of all, if you do not take the tone of sarcasm, then you are a very... Have you seen the internet? I, I live on the internet, and it's a, uh, it's a, it's a cardinal sin for me. Um, like, just leak this shit. Because, remember, they leaked Barry wanting out of Toronto the minute that that trade happened. Two games later, Babcock's gone. Do something like that. Because if you do something like that, it'll get people, number one, talking. It'll get people interested. All eyes will still be on you. They really are never not on us anyway. And it sparks a fire under your players. Because it shows you, hey, you don't want to get traded? Then bust your ass off. Leafs really don't need a spark, though. Like, look, they're so much better than any team in that division. All I, I don't even what? care if they don't finish first in the division. All I care about is the playoffs. Rest Austin exactly. Matthews if you need to. Rest Mitch Marner if you need to. Rest, rest William Nylander. I don't care. Just win a fucking round. <laughs> That's all yeah. I want is one round. Exactly. Here's honestly what I'm saying, and I'm trying to say I'm trying to say this with like the utmost sincerity. Just go to the conference finals. If you do that, or I guess this year it's the final four. It's not really the conference finals. Well, like same shit, right? Yeah. But like, if you win, th- win, win two rounds. Yeah, if you get to the final four, like or the final two in the East, then that'll be respectable. Because that would like, be, that would be, hey, um, we can, it shows the people that you're just, you're so close to being there, right? Exactly. So, you know, just go almost all the way. And then in 2022, we hopefully can friggin' go to games again without masks, then you turn it on, you do the thing. And when you do the thing, the city will be literally, like if you think that the Raptors championship parade was a big deal, which it was, it really was. It was probably the second most important. It was probably probably the most important day in in recent history. For the city of Toronto. Exactly. But it was also the biggest thing for Canada. If the Leafs win Stanley Cup, all there will be 14 million people in downtown Toronto. 14 million people. I will be insufferable at that point. Dude, people, you will be insufferable. Oh my god. Okay, two things. No one's gonna happen, right? Leafs are gonna what? win the Leafs are gonna win the cup. And no one's gonna be there to celebrate the win. And on and Twitter is gonna be yeah, the Leafs won the cup, but guess what? John Tavares still had a pretty bad game. I think we should look into trading him for next season. Does this team forget that, like, 
I mean, to my argument, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup without their captain, and uh, I think they're doing pretty okay. So. Anyways, before we move on, I just want to I just I just want to wrap it up by saying this: we I'm looking dead into the camera right now. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. We are currently watching a the best player to ever put on a Leafs uniform do his thing in Austin Matthews. Correct. And we are currently watching the best Leafs roster to ever step foot onto the ice, pro- probably in its the entire team's existence sit down shut up and enjoy it not there's no issues there's no big issues with this team unless you really try to look for one all of you guys are getting bored need to find a hobby and because you don't have a hobby you're making up shit about john tavares being washed up which is not true sit down shut up and enjoy the greatest Leafs team that has probably ever existed. That's it. I'm done. You good? Okay. Um, let's talk about another team that's very much a different team tonight uh, in the Toronto Tampa Bay Raptors. Um, so as of recording right now, Raps are down a very, 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 very big margin. They're down by 17. Am I doing math right? I'm not good at math. Um, Oh my, what the I just saw that. (laughs) Oh my, what? (laughs) went from having the worst possession of all time. And they they turn over and he dunks it. Okay, (laughs) so so my feed is is like 10 seconds ahead of yours. Um. Yeah, I know. That was literally, it was like uh the the scene and uh was it dumb and dumber where it's like you totally redeemed yourself yeah it was that that that, that, that went from a complete disaster to oh shit that's pretty good <laughs> um it's almost halftime in the game against 76ers that we are watching right now as we are recording right. so um just for well, context I'll, I'll talk about the four games before this because this team's showing hey are they contenders for the ring but are they in it yeah and like the thing is is like can they be a deadline move away from contending for the east i think so i think so three of their last four wins have come against legitimate playoff contenders on paper and the bucks and the and the twice and philly once if you, I mean, okay, I don't know. Like, they're they're actually having a pretty good end to their second half right now. They were down um, by like they were down by like twenty five at one point. Now they're down by eleven. Now, yeah. So, so with, with this in mind, like there there there's sparks there, and I think if they did not win as many games as they did during this stretch, we'd be having a different conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think to me, like looking at what we're seeing right now. I personally believe that, you know, Bobby Webster and Messiah are going to look at this and they're going to say like, okay, you know, we're not there, but we can either A, like make kind of like buy low bargain deals at the deadline, which I think probably will happen, get some more role players to the team, uh, more so for the bench, uh, or B, you just pull the trigger, say screw it and get another guy. Um, One thing to consider is Masai 
Masai is in the final year of his contract. And if he doesn't think he's going to come back or perhaps wants to take on a new challenge in his, in his life, which he is allowed to do, I'm not going to hold it against him. If he wants another, another challenge in his life. Like it's, it's, if he chose to leave tomorrow, I don't think anybody would be upset, especially with the way that he's shown how much he loves. Yeah. It's his prerogative to do whatever he wants. Right. And he's done so much for this team that no one's allowed to be mad at him. You're not allowed to be mad at him. I'm saying that to the camera, so everyone knows that. Um, if he decides that that that's it, he's going to take on a new a new role somewhere else. Um, sorry, lost my had a hiccup or something. Uh, <laughs> you, lost your, you lost your hiccup, yes. Yeah. Uh, basically, what I was going to say is, if he thinks that this is going to be his last year in Toronto, he is going. To, I think he's going to do something pretty big. He's going Andre to. Andre Drummond. No, Andre Drummond's not that. Please don't say. It should, oh God. It, it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Um, he he will do something pretty big on his way out. I think. Now I know that technically Bobby Webster is the GM, and Webster has to look out for himself too. Because I obviously. If he's going to go into next season without Masai, he's not going to want to leave it a mess for him too. But so I'm not going to say it's going to be like a big trade. It's going to shake up the future of this club for for a long time. But something big, right. maybe, maybe dare I say, a a Nikola Vucevic. Dare I say, a John Collins, which I've said like 20 times on this show, yes, uh, last week, and on Twitter. I don't know. Something to look out for. For sure. Um, I think, like, I think to me, like, we've talked about this before, and, and Joey obviously said this many times and made many uh, regards to it uh, in regards to a player by the name of John Collins, who the Raptors should go for, uh, and uh, in a trade, in a another poll. Uh, the results were 48.5% for the Raptors to get John Collins, uh, and then also for Nikola Vukovic. Uh, but Vukovic. the thing is, it's like, I'm sorry, Vukovic. So sorry, I messed that up. Um, the thing with like with both of those guys, it's really hard. I, I don't know what you go and get for them. Like the thing is, is like with with Vukovic, like you know, what's fair value for him? It would, it would be a lot of pieces going different ways, but I'd say the Raptors would at least need to send a Powell, which I really don't want to part with, but he is going to be a UFA, so there's not the guarantee that he's going to be back next year. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be the there's going to be Powell, Baines, and probably Lowry. I think, yeah, I was gonna say, and then like, you're gonna I, have Vucevic and a few other pieces coming back to the Raptors just to make the money work and all that. I was gonna say like Lowry. Lowry would definitely be a name that I think they would consider throwing to Orlando, just because like a Orlando's not really like out of a spot if we're going based off the extended playoff format still, which I think they still are, um, and also like. You know, Orlando's been playing really good as of late, number one. And number two, if you miss your teammates, dude, you're literally like, what, 
Orlando to Tampa Bay. A 25-minute um, drive. Okay, it's not that close. It's like it's like an hour and a half away. Okay, yeah. But, like, the thing is, like, you're still within close proximity to your teammates or former teammates. But here's you know the thing. I, I think with this last, like, two-week stretch that the Raptors have had, I don't think they're going to look as look as aggressively into, like, trading Kyle Lowry. Yeah. They see, they see now think... a, a shot that this team can – that this team can go on a run. I think I think Sorry. to me it's gonna take a game or two. My bad. It's gonna take a game or two with Lowry back in the lineup before mm-hmm. we well, they're not gonna be time. pursuing a Lowry trade as aggressively because now they see themselves they, they put the Raptors have put themselves in a situation now where they look like make legitimate playoff contenders in the East now and could probably win a round or two. Right. And like the thing is is right now like this like again like this team is very much right now a fringe playoff team they're not i wouldn't call like the, well, the they, east is also very bad like the yes. raptors right now have a better have a better record than the and, celtics and the thing, do and the thing is is like you know there's going to be something that goes right for this team every game and there's going to be something that goes wrong last game if we're comparing like the two 76ers games and i know like again like using the one that's not completed in, in halftime right now is not a good example but the issue last game was, especially early in the game, they turned over the ball a lot. And when you turn over the ball, as we saw in Boston, that leads to the other team getting an offensive advantage on you. But what was the saving grace? Raptors shot 41, what, 41.2% from threes mm-hmm. and 49.4% from their Actually, and they shot, you know, close to 89% at the free throw line. That's what they needed. Now, looking at the game right now, obviously, they're not shooting from the three-point line. Their free throw percentage is bad. And the one thing that I think we're seeing that's, again, Philly's strength and not their strength, this team can't rebound because they don't have any big men. And now it's getting to the point where do you look at maybe – uh, getting a guy now, or do you want to wait? And like the problem is, is like they play Miami tomorrow. They play, I think, uh, Houston at the end of the week on Friday. Like, how long is, you know, how long do you want to wait? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, well, the good thing is they don't got to worry about like any like cross border trading or anything like that. Like what the Leafs would potentially have to deal with. But, exactly. Yeah, so I think this opens up the floor more for the the Raps to make a trade by like giving up draft capital plus a Norman Powell plus like trying to avoid trading Lowry or others or you keep one of Lowry or Powell. But Ideally, if anyone's going to go if anyone's going to go first more. Well, well, that, that thing, norm that'll get traded, or norm that they that they'll be more norm, keen on keeping. Norm that they would be more keen on keeping, just because of a the age, uh, and b like. But they're both going. They're both going into UFA. Yeah, so. you, you need you need to look at what's the best like option for you to get something back. Well, because... starting point guard, I think, I think Fred VanVleet has proven that he can carry oh, the sure. load. He's... He's definitely proven that he is the guy to 
you know, he's the guy that you give the ball to and to, you mm-hmm. know, just to drop it down. And, and, you know, I think that's something that we've seen. And the thing is, is that like, you know, the team right now is more so the three headed monster of Norm, Fred and Pascal. I don't think you break that up. I think you keep well, that. OG too, when he's healthy. Well, OG when he's a healthy. a big part of that. And also like, and obviously like, off the bench. Um, but like, Powell's actually that, been great starting at the shooting guard position um, right, this yeah. year. He's been really good at, at, as a starter. So this I, actually, now that I think about it, I think if any one of those were going to go, it's going to be Lowry because over the stretch too, they've proven that they can like win games without, without, without him, right? That's no knock on Kyle Lowry, like greatest Raptor of all time, probably like my favorite, my favorite basketball player of all time, Kyle. Kyle Lowry, but like, but everybody overstays their welcome a little bit too much. I mean, I, I wouldn't even say like this is overstaying his welcome. I just feel like it's it, it it'll be something out of necessity that would have to be done, right? Not necessarily I, like we're going to force him out of town. Yeah, I'm sure like besides kept it real with him, and I'm sure Lowry's kind of at that point where he's like, oh, you know, I should probably look at you know what I'm gonna do after you know, after I, you know, retire, after I leave Toronto and I, and, you know, he's already sold, he's already sold, he already sold his house to my knowledge. I don't know where he lived, which I knew. Um, but, you know. I don't know how much that really has to do with it, given the fact that he's in a UFA year and they're spending the rest of the season I in think, Tampa Bay. To I me. To be completely honest with you, regardless of how Philly's season ends, he's going to go home to Philly. I don't think I, I think I think it's it's one of I don't think things. the Raptors I don't think the Raptors trade him to somebody that they will potentially meet in the playoffs. Yeah, but it, again, it's one of those things where you know you got to decide, you know, how long do you want to keep phone dropping? Uh, how long do you want to like keep the charade going of, you know, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing right now. You can't do that. And to me, I think like a trade that sends like a Terrence Davis, a Lowry, and like maybe some some picks and prospects to like an Orlando for 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 Vucevic, I think that makes the most sense. Does it happen? Probably not, because again, like this team, if anything, could take the outside looking in year and say, you know, we had an off year. We're going to build at it in the off season and then we're going to, we'll go from there. But again, we don't really, we don't really know what's, what's going to happen between now and then. They're in an interesting position that not a lot of teams find themselves in where they're post championship still have a good young core that they could still use. Like they could still build around some of these players and within another like year or two can be right back to contention for the, for the title. Exactly. If things, exactly. if things go right. And if and that's like what you're looking at. Yeah. And if your young players um if they keep on like progressing the way that they should be, like if Fred Van Vliet continues to grow, if Siakam c- continues to grow, Boucher all those players, right? OG especially. I think OG is a really big deal. He's a in uh OG's a really big piece in the, in this team's future, so so yeah, it, it's it, they're in an interesting spot. 
Exactly. And I think that's really, it's very much could go either way. And I think we're all just kind of like on the edge of our seats and we really wish that like we can, we can know what's going to happen next, but I mean, again, we don't, we don't know. It's, it's I just very hope Masai, Masai needs to stay. For I mean, no, I, I do really trust Bobby, Bobby Webster. I've, I've yeah, tooted his I, horn a lot. And I think, I think at the very least, if Masai does decide to go somewhere else, you have some Masai and Bobby Webster. He's been his right hand man since, since the two of them, have, since he's been in Toronto. Right. So so I think exactly. I think this seems in good hands going forward, no matter no matter what the future is of him. For sure. And I think that's really what we're gonna see uh, as time progresses. Um yeah, uh, there really isn't that much else to talk about aside from like this game's at the half. It'll we have to it. say about uh Fred Van Vliet being uh, turned not being voted into the all-star game. Or any Raptor, um, for that matter. I mean, first of all, they shouldn't have an all-star game this year, so I don't really care. True. And second of all, like... I think this works better for the Raptors in that case. Yeah, because they can get rest, right? Because if you go to the all-star yeah. game, like, there's going to be like a break for everyone that doesn't make it. And I think that's really going to help out. Don't got to worry about about like any like COVID scares or anything. Exactly. And I think that's really... And, and we see teams all the time that, that come out, out of the all-star break and they just look fired up and rejuvenated. I think that's really what we're going to see. Puts a chip on, uh, I think it puts a chip on Van Vliet's shoulders too. He's lived his whole life um, with his mantra, bet on yourself. And like, he's always like been the underdog and thrived in that role. And I think right. he's, he's just going to use this to, to motivate himself. For sure. Yeah. And I think that's really what we're going to see going further, you know, as we get into the, you know, half of the 2021 season, we still don't know what the hell the season's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's really all that there is about, uh, about basketball right now. Not really much Blue Jays to talk about either. Yeah. Uh, Made some minor moves. Um, oh, they announced that they're going to be playing the first two homestands of their season in at, at, at least – in, in, um, in, in Dunedin, right? Yeah. Um, I think personally, uh, it makes sense because Florida's open. And if you're going to do something, you might as well do it in Florida. Um, to me, I think realistically... Well, a lot of the players, obviously, they have spring training in Dunedin, so they have like places to live and stuff. Yeah, and also, like, I don't know when this team's going to like legitimately consider, like, Playing back in Toronto, I think like the like the COVID cases have to really start to come down. Uh, You're hoping so, by then this country will get a shit together when it comes to uh, when it comes COVID. to vaccine uh, distribution and stuff, right? And and with rules and stuff like that. And like that's really, I mean, we're going into March. Who knows what's going to happen between now and, and April, um, and May, or even the summer months for that matter. Uh, to me, I think this team is kind of. Uh, bound to play either the whole season in Dunedin or just to play in Buffalo. Well, I heard um, Shapiro say in a media availability, he said that the season at their homes, they're looking at, they're looking at Dunedin, Buffalo, and it's going to be some combination of Dunedin, Buffalo, and Toronto. 
whether they use all three facilities or just two of them or even just one of them. Those are their, their options. If they come back here, it's going to have to be at like the end of the season. Yeah, middle of the summer, no fans in, in the stadium. Um, one thing that could, I think, is if all the MLB players are vaccinated, and then maybe the country would be more um, willing to accept them going cross-border and stuff. And yeah, be more lenient on the quarantine rules just because, like, they're they're all vaccinated, right? Like, all the MLB players. So maybe that that's something that will come into play. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's really hard to, to judge. Uh, all I will say is um, every single player that I've seen highlights of look great. Uh, Guerrero and Bichette look like. Uh, I just want to give Hinjun Ryu a, a hug. I'm so upset that he's not played in front of fans. Okay, see yes, that picture of him played. with the big smile on his face? This, this guy, dude, this guy wants to play in Canada so badly. And I know he wants to, and that's the sucky part because I'm has another year after this, right? He signed four years. Oh, it was four sure. years. It was four years. I can't remember if it was three so, years or four years. But that, but man, like I want him to get like, that start in front of fans in in, in Toronto so badly. And, and the thing that sucks is like, you know, who knows what's going to happen between uh, now and then in terms of like what's going to happen for his health. Cause like he's going to be like 35, I think when the contracts completion and like that could really suck in terms of like his, uh, you know, in terms of his uh, production. But I mean, again, who knows? Um, I know like everything looks like it's going to ramp up soon uh, in terms of like the way that things are in North so- America. I don't know. So you think they're waiting until the trade deadline to add to the rotation? They're seeing what they have in, yeah, and what they got. Because like they have guys like, uh, like they K. have guys like Kay and Thornton and Lucky who could and yeah and Mats who could really, uh, you know, Roark uh, unfortunately. Yeah, I think like they really they want to see what they have before they they come to the conclusion of like okay they can. Um, I think I think they're really confident in Pearson if that's the case. That too, and I think that's really what we're gonna what we're gonna see, and it's gonna be a, an interesting couple of weeks before we see any form of uh, of things change mm-hmm. in in the rotation. I think right now the rotation is gonna be Ryu, Pearson, uh, Ray. Uh, who was the foreman that I had? Um, Matt and Thornton, probably what it's going to be. So you think Ray's going to be number two and Pearson at three? I think they want Pearson at three. Yeah, I think that's really what it's going to be right now. Like Pearson's not ready to be one yet, but I think it's really going to be, you know, he's there. He's got, he's got the tools. He's just got to work on some, you know, some mental stability and whatnot, but he'll, uh, he'll get there. He's definitely one of those guys that I look at and I'm like, okay, he's gonna, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to definitely be an ideal candidate to break out. Um, but yeah, it's really much about it. There's uh there's a lot of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. 
thoughts on hockey actually trying to get a deal with ESPN? I think I think it's too little, too late for that. They should have done that years ago. I mean, ESPN I think would have the largest reach. I just don't know if they if they'll put the correct people in in play and like, in, in paste for like the media, like personnel and all that, and like and like you know people like ESPN, like you like just look at a comment section under any of their posts. Like it's, I don't know how open people watch ESPN will be to just like casually watching hockey because, but who knows, right? ESPN is the sports giant in the US. So they could prove us all wrong and, uh, and actually help grow the sport. I know that they had the, the rights for the World Cup of Hockey a few years ago. I don't know what those numbers look like at all, but so it's not like completely unheard of, but. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's one of those things that's like, you know, especially with it, NBC Sports going to like seize operations. So, yeah, like it, it's one of those things. Well, it's moving to a subscription format. Exactly. Well, like, I don't know. It's one of those things where, you know, this should have happened a while ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it, it took to this point. But, you know, well, we shall soon find out. Um, yeah, uh, here's the part where we plug everything again. Uh, follow if you didn't, then do it already at the start. You can redeem yourself. We're going to do it 10 times over because foreign is the way to succeed in America. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, follow the Twitter, Q underscore city roundup. Uh, follow the Instagram, Queen City Roundup. We post there too. Uh, and engage with us. Send us funny memes or tell us that we're dumb, but we're not. You might be dumb. I'm just kidding. You're not dumb. If you're not, if you're not a Toronto fan, you're dumb. I'm kidding. You're dumb okay. if, you think, if you think John Tavares is the issue for whatever the hell the issue is in with, about the first place in the league, Toronto Maple Leafs. But, yeah. Exactly. Anyways, have fun. Enjoy the season. We don't get this often as Leafs fans. And, just enjoy uh, enjoy life, dude. For real. Just, just literally, like, life's Don't go short. looking for something to be upset about. Exactly. Life's very fragile right now. Just, just chill, okay? We could be upset about other things that I won't mention because I said I was only going to mention it one time. I'm a man of my word. So, Joey, don't, don't get all pissy mm-hmm. with me. Um, and, yeah, that's really... A, about it more or less mm-hmm. uh yeah we will see we'll everyone see all of y'all later